Camp, 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 Radio. Camp, Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Peerage, and I'll be your host. There are many people in our communities that have a difficult time just finding a place to fit. And many use fantasy and sci-fi or gaming to be a part of this artificial community of having a feeling of belonging. We have with us Jacob McAnally. Jacob is a pastor of Level Up Church and Cadillac missionary for a church mobilization at the Mid-South Baptist Association in Memphis. Jacob, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. I love your uh, title there. It is definitely a handful. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the association uh, title. Um, yeah, I just uh, I just got that new title uh, a couple of weeks ago. I found out I had that title when they gave me a card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Jacob, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, I grew up in Memphis, uh, went to Overton High School, uh, played the trumpet, went to Rhodes College, got some couple of degrees there, went on to Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary there in Memphis, I uh, got my MDiv. I was an associate pastor at a very, let's say, traditional church right, uh, right across the state line there in uh, South Haven. It's essentially a suburb of Memphis. So uh, that's, a, that's kind of where I was ministry-wise, okay. education and ministry-wise, before Level Up started. Uh, for me personally, uh, I love to game. My wife and I, uh, we uh, we would game when we were dating. And then uh, before Level Up started, uh, we ran a guild in World of Warcraft for six years. And so if you don't know what a guild is, it's just a group of people playing the game together and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I was a leader of that. Uh, my wife is Cecilia. Uh, she's a civil engineer for the city of Memphis. Uh, she came from Malaysia. Yeah. I actually came to Cookville, Tennessee from Malaysia. Yeah. So talk about culture shock. And then she went from Cookville to Memphis for her first uh, engineering job. And for those of you who don't know, going from East Tennessee to Memphis, it's, that, that's a little bit of culture shock too. Sure, it's a, it's, a, it's a different, we're the same state, but there's definitely some differences. And so uh, we met there at the first Chinese Baptist church. Why was I attending the first Chinese Baptist church? Well, long story short, uh, I grew up with a guy who was Chinese. And I was not a believer, one of my very best friends. And I witnessed to him for like six years. And he shows up at, at my house one day and says, I need to be a Christian. Tell me how. Um, the church I was growing up, that I grew up in, rather, it uh, it was about to disband. So he's asking me, hey, I know I need to go to church. You know, he just came to the Lord. He said, where should I go? And I was like, man, I don't know. Just find a Baptist church. My, mine's not going to be there in a couple of weeks. So he found the first Chinese Baptist church. And then uh, he invited me over there. I was the only white guy on the softball yeah. team. It was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. And uh, two two years later, I, I met Cecilia. A year after that, I, I proposed to her in front of 400 people wow. at a, uh, the Thanksgiving banquet. Oh, I'm sure that uh, she enjoyed that that uh, attention, right? Yeah, I yeah. think Cecilia's that, that, probably didn't like a lot of attention. No, no, yeah, she yeah. she is definitely uh, not someone who likes being uh, yeah. in the spotlight. So. We're we're saying that because she's sitting here right here with us, so. right? And uh, <laughs> so, uh, but but she did say yes, and uh, her her life ended. I mean, <laughs> our happy marriage began, and uh, yeah, and so that's that. Uh, we have we have no no, no kids. Uh, we've been married uh, 17 years, It'll be 18 years in March. We do have a 13-year-old pit bull named Aragorn, uh, yeah. i.e. 
That's Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but he does not fit the name at all. Uh, he <laughs> whines a lot uh, and loves everybody. I he looks scary, but he would definitely not defend the family. <laughs> so uh, that's that. As far as other than gaming, I actually do like to do some more normal stuff. I, I do like going fishing. So I've gone to um, gone to Linden Valley and, and, and caught some smallmouth bass, you know. Yeah, on the Buffalo. On the Buffalo River yeah. there. Um, and so I do like doing that. I don't get out and do it nearly enough. I did play baseball when I was in, in high school and stuff. And so uh, th- there are some normal things about me, but <laughs> not a lot. Well, tell us a little bit about, before we, we talk about the church, tell, tell us a little bit about what you do at the Mid-South Association. So I uh, just started in May, and if I got that wrong, uh, sorry, Mitch, he's the director of missions. You can correct people there. It might have been June. I think it was May when I started, and uh, they asked me to uh, take over church planning. The, many of you may know Ed Reed. He mm-hmm. had had that position previously, but the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board actually asked Ed to take a larger role with the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board, and so he had to step away from the association there in Memphis. And so uh, they asked me to come in and and take his position, and it was very, it was just definitely a God thing. Mm-hmm. I had been praying about doing that, and I was thinking, God, I could really be a lot of help to the church planners in Memphis. And but I never said anything to anybody. I just I I just sort of prayed quietly about it. For about two years and then just they they said the same thing that as soon as ed was uh, leaving they began praying and they just felt like god was pointing them towards me and so uh that was great and i've i love it mm-hmm. uh what i do is i go around uh, right now um, i'm finding church planners sometimes that are already out there kind of getting the work going but they need to be connected they need a parent church they need to be connected to the association they need to be connected to the tbmb and so uh, i help them do that and sometimes it goes the opposite direction. I have a I have an established church that has a group in mind, that a work in mind, a part of Memphis that needs to be reached. And um, and sometimes I have that, and I'm trying to find them a church planner. And so and just trying to really make all those connections. And uh, we're trying to really up our game in terms of training and support uh, because yeah, it, it's just kind of been something that's lacking uh, in, in in that association. And doing, I mean, Memphis is a tough town, man. And uh, if you go out there and you don't have the right support, you don't have the right training. I mean, you're 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 cruising for a bruising. And we really want to support them all. But going forward, what we're hoping to do is create a culture where we have we're training churches to have church planters, you know, in church planting and raise up church planters as part of their culture. We just kind of have, have been sitting around waiting for for that church planter, you know, some crazy guy to show up and say, "Hey, I'm going to start I'm going to start a geek church." Uh, you know, <laughs> that's great and we're we still want to honor that when those people come to us, but we want to be a little more intentional about church planting uh in the Memphis area. Sure. So well, that's kind of that's kind of what 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 I'm doing. Right. Well, that kind of leads into your church. Now, the the Level Up Church is a unique church. I guess for the most part, and there there may be some more churches that you may know of that that are more like yours that y'all connect. But tell a little bit about what your purpose behind this church, and and just a little bit about it. I'll tell you the story of where the idea even came from. Uh, Cecilia and I we we ran a guild in World of Warcraft for about six years. People knew I was a pastor, and I never really thought a whole lot about it except, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm a pastor. Whatever I do, I take Jesus with me. I didn't really think a whole lot more about it other than that. 
Well, over time, people would occasionally say, hey, can I talk to you? And then we go to a different channel in the voice chat. And sometimes we would ask for prayer, things like that. Uh, on, a few, on a few occasions, I even got to share the gospel. But I never really thought a whole lot about it until we got a virtual ticket to BlizzCon. Now, what in the world is that? So a virtual ticket means we're going to watch it online. BlizzCon means Blizzard is the company that makes World of Warcraft. Okay. Con is conference. Yeah. So Blizzard Conference, BlizzCon. You know, the, the, the camera's panning to the crowd and all of that kind of stuff. And we see, I see people and they're dressed up as elves and orcs and their little <laughs> kids are dressed up as space marines or, or whatever. And, you know, it's all really cool and cute. And it's like, hey, this is great. These people are into what we're 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 into and they're cheering for the starcraft tournament and it was great but then it began it, all of a sudden it just kind of hit me these people are lost most of them i mean there's some people like me for the most part they're lost and it began to really weigh on me and i began praying lord who is going to reach these people and i began thinking about my own church right and it's a uh, I'll go ahead and name them because they've been so good to me. Boulevard Baptist, right across the state line there in uh, Mississippi, in South Haven, Mississippi. Uh, by the way, they've let me keep my office all these years. So this, they've been really good to us. I began thinking, I was like, they're a very traditional Southern Baptist church. Like, they're not going to reach these people. They're just not. Um, and that's not a knock on them. Like I said, they've been so good to me. And, I, and I, I'm not trying to badmouth them in any way. I began asking the question, God, who's going to reach these people? Well, I've never heard the audible voice of God, okay? And if you say you did, um, I worked in mental health for almost a decade. So maybe we need to have a discussion. Yeah. <laughs> but um, certainly he can speak audibly, but, you know, I have my doubts. But there's two times in my life where it was so obvious what God was telling me to do. The first time was when I was a sophomore in college and God called me to the ministry. I said no, that did not work out for me. And the second time was this moment, and it was as if Jesus was whispering in my ear, you can. Who can reach them? You can. I kind of freaked out a little bit, and, and I didn't tell my wife, because like, this is weird. What would this even look like? Long story short, I went on a mission trip. God used a, a Peruvian woman in the desert in Peru. I was, went on a mission trip. We were planting churches in the desert, and I'm hearing through a translator, and she's saying, it doesn't matter what the obstacles are. God's going to start a church in, in our town. They had no Bible-believing, you know, church in this in this little town in the desert in Peru. And she says, and God's going to bring us a preacher. And it doesn't matter what the obstacles are. And, and, and you know, for a Peruvian living in the desert, she was actually pretty well-to-do. But compared to me, materially speaking, she had nothing. And so I asked the guy who was on the... Um, uh, that was, you know, running running the, the trip, I said, what are these obstacles she keeps talking about? And her husband had just left her. That's what he told me. And it was like God slapped me across the face. I said, this, th this lady is doing what I told her to do. What is your excuse? And so I actually disappeared into the desert that night. And like, like people like actually went out looking for me because <laughs> I was supposed to be somewhere else. And I disappeared in the desert. And I was just talking to God. And, uh, and I said, okay, God, I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm going to do it. Came back home, I talked to Cecilia, and I said, I can't do this without you. You pray. And when you say it's okay, then we're moving forward. But during that time, I was also talking to pastors in my life and asking them what they thought and denominational leaders and such. And they all said the same thing. Yeah, we always thought you should plan church. I'm like, what? <laughs> How come nobody told me? And so uh, that's how Level Up Church began. 
uh, went through the paces, got as much training as I could, took all the time I could, got my church to, to support me, got a sponsored church in the Mid-South Baptist Association. Mid-South Baptist Association supported me, TBNB supported me, so that's all your cooperative dollars going to work, y'all, so, so keep, keep them coming. We just, uh, I, I be, God began bringing people into, it was nobody from my church came with me. It was people that I found either at the seminary. There was a guy that was running a comic book store that had a, a Bible verse on his door. He ended up being my, my deacon to start with. And um, uh, his wife ended up leading music. Um, so again, I'd never met them before. And uh, God just began bringing people in. And that's how, sort of how Level Up Church began. Yeah. So. Well, tell us right now, what is your target audience? How how do you how are you reaching out to those people? And and maybe a little bit about what your services are like. Well, uh, we've identified now eight locations in the Memphis area where typically they'll sell comic books, but they have uh, it's a place where people can sit down and play tabletop games. We don't call them board games. That's what normal people call them. <laughs> They're tabletop games. Yeah. Because we're not playing Monopoly, yeah. you know. Cecilia and I last night, uh, we were we were the Avengers, and we we beat Ultron. Okay, oh, yeah. like like we we played a game here at Carson Springs at the at the retreat here. So <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little more complicated than Monopoly or Connect Four. Okay, and uh, but we've identified eight of these locations, uh-huh. and uh, we're in the process now of trying to get enough people going to these locations weekly, just hanging out, playing games with people, getting to know them. We we're training people. And I'm gonna go ahead and plug it. Four Fields, if you've never heard of it, great. It'll it'll transform your ministry if you'll get trained in Four Fields. If you're interested in it, man, contact me. I'll train you online. Like it's that it's transformed my ministry for sure. But we want them just there, building relationships with people, letting them know that that Jesus loves them because so many of these people have been injured by the church, and just building those relationships, sharing the gospel, inviting them to church. It's really nothing uh, just earth shattering. I mean, it's what what every church ought to be doing, but just find your community. The difference is I don't have a neighborhood. I have all of Memphis and I'm trying to find them all. And the other thing is that uh, it's not happening right now because of COVID, but we go to Comic-Con type events. And who knew, at least before COVID, uh, Memphis had around eight Comic-Con type events every year. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that when I started the church. So I found the, out later. Those draw all thousands of people around the country yeah uh, so the largest one would be the anime blues con and they have uh anywhere from eight to fourteen thousand people wow at that one so what would you do would you set up a booth or would you just just build relationships talk to people so what we do um is we'll do as many things as they let us do at bare minimum we want to uh have a church booth which they're used to us being there now it was really weird at first. They were like, what? Who yeah. are you? You're, you're a church? You actually care about us? I'm like, yeah, we do. And Jesus does too. And now they're used to seeing us. And so they kind of expect us to be at the cons now in sort of the nonprofit row. There's a nonprofit. We're usually there. If we can, we'll take over a game table. A lot of the cons will have a game tabletop gaming area. We'll take over the, one of those hmm. and just run games. Um, another thing we do, uh, this is the only video game we're really using in any meaningful way with the church right now. And it's um, called Empty Epsilon, but it's a uh, Starship Bridge simulator. Huh. And so what it is, is you have the TV, you have a good gaming computer that runs the screen and that that's running the program. But then you have uh, five tablets that are connected through Wi-Fi to this game. And so what you uh, what you have is you have the, the captain who has the controls for the main computer, but the only thing he can really control is a camera angle. 
And so, but he's giving orders to everybody else. So it's just like Star Trek, right? So you have, you have Sulu, who's the pilot. You have Chekhov, who's the weapons officer. You have Scotty, who's the engineer. You have uh, Spock, who's the science officer, and Uhura doing communications. And so you have those five officers, and you're giving them orders, the captain is, yeah. and you're controlling the ship on screen. And so, and so we, we'll bring that to the cons. Uh, we also do it for our own events. And the cons actually are asking us to bring it now. And uh, it stays really busy, and it gives us time just to interact with people, team building, and then uh, also give them information about the church. And then, and then we, we pray for, for gospel uh, you know, opportunities as well. So what's the people's response? I mean, I don't know what the other events, if they have churches that come or not, but, I mean, as you interact with these people, I mean, not just the main people that put on the event, but people from all over the country, that they kind of stop by and just kind of turn their head and go, hmm, like they're shocked the church. I mean, do they really tell you that this is surprising to them? Oh yeah, especially at first. Yeah. Like I said, they're getting used to us being there now. But at first, especially, they're like, "What? You're an actual church? Yeah, yeah, we're an actual church, and we like with the Bible and everything. We love Jesus." Yeah, they were generally, uh, genuinely shocked, and we also had um, it, it's it, I call them closet geeks who are Christians, but they don't let their church know. And so, uh, for for instance, I had a, a couple that came to one of the first cons we went to, and they had come from Atlanta. And they said, yeah, the churches uh, down in Atlanta, they protest the cons. And so, uh, a lot of them uh, have been injured by the church. Sure. And um, and so, that's that's actually, I want to go ahead and say that, uh, that that's actually been one of the big issues, especially with older people, which one of the misconceptions about Level Up, the two big ones are that we're a video game church, we're not... Uh, we're geeks. Uh, video games are probably the least active part of the ministry at the moment. Although I hope to be releasing a video game in the next couple of weeks, but uh, I'll, I'll skip that for now. Yeah. <laughs> the other the other issue is that again that they've been injured, especially older people. And so I've been telling this story all weekend. As people have been asking me about my ministry. And so before COVID, uh, I actually got a call from the chaplain at one of the hospitals in Memphis. And he says, hey, Jacob, um, I got this guy up here and he wants to talk to a pastor. I'm pretty sure you need to be the guy that comes and talks to him. I'm like, okay. And so I kind of looked at my skull. I was like, yeah, I can, I can be up there about 45 minutes or so. He's like, okay. And so I went up there and I, I looked the guy up, went, went to his hospital room and I walk in, there's this guy and he's in his late fifties and he's got a uh, an Xbox hooked up to the hospital TV <laughs> and he's got a box of uh, Star Wars miniatures next to the bed. And I'm like, okay, I know why I was called. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, I went in and talked to him. I wish I could tell you that he gave his life to Jesus. The truth is uh, I lost track of him and co- I hope he, at this point, I, I literally just hope he's still alive because he was moving and his phone got disconnected and I've just lost, completely lost touch with him. Uh, he was in really bad health, so I am concerned, uh, but I just can't find him. But uh, he told me his story, and uh, well, first of all, I said I introduced myself, and he said, "Hey, uh, 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 what do you want to talk to, Pastor? What's going on?" And he said, "Well, yesterday I died for a minute and a half. Kind of got me thinking about spiritual things." I was like, well, I, I, I guess it would. And, um, and so we got to talking, and um, I did get to share the gospel with him. Uh, he did not accept, obviously, I've already said that. But he said when he was 19, I believe he went to a Methodist church, but don't, don't quote me on that. 
I don't, I don't think it was a Baptist church, but it very well could have been. Uh, but he was told that he was going to hell because he played Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And so he, he was like, this is ridiculous. So he went to go talk to the pastor and the pastor basically just said, yep. And he's like, are, are you kidding me? Uh, I'm talking to him 40 years later. He's been out of the church for 40 years. And I've heard that story multiple times or wow. stories like that. Well, tell us a little bit about challenges. What kind of challenges have you faced? Uh, man, the challenges have primarily been um, just with the people themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, people that are deep into this type of community, that are doing the cosplay and going to the cons and uh, are playing a lot of video games or uh, reading a lot of comic books. Uh, in general, they tend to be kind of socially awkward. They're not particularly extroverted. Now you can't paint with too broad of a brush because there are some that are very socially adept. And, and so, but in general, they tend to be that way. I'll tell you a funny story. Years ago, a girl showed up uh, at church and she said, yeah, I've been thinking about coming. I had met her at a comic con seven months earlier. That's how long it took her to get over her social anxiety, to just give it a try. And then recently we've had some guys show up and and, and they had gotten a card from us at a con four years ago. <laughs> so this is not necessarily a quick way to really reach someone. It may take years before you really start yes. beginning the ministry to them. Yeah, so uh, one of my leaders, he said, so we need to really be on top of those 2022 cons and getting the cards out, he yeah. said. So we so we'll be ready for a harvest in 2026. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to be dedicated and diligent doing that. Too. Yeah, you, you got to love them. And uh, I went into it. I did not expect explosive growth. Um, I don't think that's a lack of faith on my part. I hope not. Uh, but just a, a, like I knew I knew it was going to be a hard slog and just overcoming the misconceptions or even just straight up hurt people have had from the church. And then also just the social anxiety mm-hmm. and, and all that, that that is pretty common. I, I just knew it was going to be. And then another issue is, especially with the people who are cosplayers, a lot of them tend to have uh, some form of gender dysphoria, uh, bisexual, homosexual, transgender, you name it. That's It's pretty rampant. When you see the people in the costumes and stuff uh, at the cons, uh, that that is very common. And so and that, that can be an obstacle too. Uh, but we've had a, a transgender person attend the church for a little while, not become a member, of course. Yeah. I was very clear that, hey, look, this is this does not match with Scripture, but we care about you. And so, and, uh, and it wasn't just a one-time visit. Um, unfortunately, right. the person who was giving her uh, a ride, you know, didn't uh, kind of disappeared on me. So, uh, yeah. but well, and and I think it's this is such a unique and awesome ministry because just like there are other groups that are within our community that are similar to uh, what what we're talking about today that are kind of left out. And so I, I'm grateful that you're pouring yourself into something. And actually, is it, that you love to do, but you can use it as uh, not only a kind of a hobby, but uh, a way to be able to reach people that love those same things that you uh, love to do with uh, gaming and things like that. Uh, so if someone's listening to us right now and would like to learn more about you or maybe uh, be a part of what you're doing, how would they contact you? Well, uh, probably the easiest way would be to uh, you can find out about us uh, on our website, levelupchurchmemphis.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Level Up uh, Church there. Uh, if you're in the Memphis area, 
you can actually get on Meetup or anywhere else, I guess. But Meetup, we really is a is an app and where people can just they're just looking for something to do. Mm-hmm. We're on there. It's paid huge dividends for us over the years. People, uh, I think probably over half of my members right now found us on Meetup. And uh, it, we basically use it as a church schedule. And I think it, you have a link on your website that you can go straight there, right? I believe so. Yeah, because yes. I remember looking through that. Uh, so, and it has all the locations where uh, you're meeting on there. Right, right. right. And so we all meet together on Sunday morning. Uh, for now, we're meeting at the home church. They've been so kind to let us uh, use their fellowship hall. Uh, our former location is about to be bulldozed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, the... Uh, it was a Baptist Student Center at UT Medical, and so uh, it's uh, it's been sold, and so yeah, that's kind of we had to get out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, uh, hopefully, we won't be there that long. Uh, nothing against the 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 home church by any means. Just we really want to be in Memphis, and so we're we're looking at that right now. So I don't know how long we're going to be at the home church, but yeah, then we have a couple of different uh, locations right now where we're meeting for small groups. Uh, including there's one completely online small group. So even if you're not in the Memphis area, you could join us there. Well, Jacob, I really appreciate you just taking a few minutes and share with us about uh, what uh, your church is all about and your passion for ministry. And and so we'll just continue to pray for you. And I, and I hope that those who are listening would be uh, interested in trying to just look at your website and see what you do and, and possibly even consider uh, looking at this as an extension ministry of their own church. And I'm sure you would love to give them some input how to do that. Oh, you? yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and my leadership will be mad at me if I didn't say this. And if you want to help us financially, you can give off the website as well. That's right, <laughs> awesome. A great ministry opportunity. For those who are listening to us uh, right now, uh, thank you for listening. And uh, if you're listening also on iTunes or Spotify, please leave a comment or just follow us. Uh, That would encourage others to listen to this great resource. We would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions for Jacob or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.